0: Podcast, channeling the mind of Christ, with your host, Ascended Master, and Enlightenment Instructor, Reva Christ. Theme Music, Tears of Joy by David Feslian, Fesleyan Studios.com. Welcome back to Channeling Christ with Reva Christ. I'm Reva Christ. We're on episode 43, and in today's episode, we listen to a dissertation by Christ on death and the mind. Jumping right into the cosmic stream, I will be reading from the telepathic transmission I received. The information you're about to hear was released in the Gospel of the Holy Spirit, written by Irma Carew, available in the Kindle Store of Amazon Worldwide. I asked for more clarification on death when I wrote in my journal. Can you explain death? Jesus replied, Death is solely determined by your mind. If you live in peace with your mind set on the higher aims of the spirit, your energy will be high, and when your body passes away, your spirit will rise. If you spend your life on concerns of the flesh, focused solely on self-interest and personal gain, when your body passes, you will not rise. Your mind will cling to your possessions, and you will remain chained to the things you hoarded, If you take pleasure in causing death or misery, you will fall into a living death while you are alive. Your soul will die and you will remain a part of the vibration of the evil you created. This vibration will be like an anchor fixed to the physical plane. It will act as a stone on your heart and you will not rise. By your very actions, you prove your allegiance. You reveal the God you serve. When you follow the commands of men, your God is man. When you follow the commands of the One Creator God, your actions are aligned to the nature of the One Creator God you worship. If you, in earnest belief and faith, believe in your heart that your God wants you to commit death and you kill, then you serve a God of death. If you, in earnest belief and faith, believe in your heart that your God wants you to live in peace and harmony with all of creation, and you do this, then you serve a God of peace and harmony and so do you serve a God of life. I will tell you now, there is no God of death. Death is only a condition of the physical world. It is not brought upon you by curse or intention. It is brought upon you by the finite nature of your physical form. It is an effect of manifestation in a physical world. I asked, can you explain God's judgment I know people are concerned with this in the afterlife. Jesus replied, God cannot judge. It takes opinion to judge. It takes perspective and point of view. And God is without these things. God is not human. God holds no identity and no self-awareness. God is pure mind and God can only be experienced through the pure sentience of the spirit which is why we here in the afterworld, known as heaven, can experience what God is. Man on earth will not experience this field because he turns away from his own sentience. His sentience comes from his spirit, which he also rejects. It has been told to you that when man rejects his spirit, so he rejects the very web of life that created him. He rejects his own intelligence and the spiritual network to which he belongs. Only the mortal traveler that chooses to travel the spirit planes or the astral planes can know God and only if they are open in mind and tranquil in demeanor will they experience the field of God and the sensation will be one of being washed clean in a field of peace tranquility and all possibilities. This is the God field, God's energy and God's mind, this is all. God is. The human mind holds opinion, judgment, perspective, and point of view because there is an identity within that is personal to the bearer. But God holds no such identity. God is free of identity, perspective, judgment, opinion, and point of view. Coming out of the cosmic stream, I wanted to elaborate on what Jesus said because I have experienced the God field through my own empathic senses. And it is a clear field of light. I see it as white light that is full of the highest potential and the highest possibilities. There is nothing in this field but the highest potential and the highest possibilities. And this high potential and these high possibilities relate to everything that can be created. I experience the plane as tremendous joy, as if something wonderful were about to happen, and the wonder is felt as if that something is a miracle. All of the miraculous possibilities and potential in this field are sent out as miraculous waves, and there are as many waves as there are possibilities In creation everything in creation represents these miraculous waves the trees the grass the fruit the vegetation the animal kingdoms the air the water the land the earth all the heavenly bodies the stars everything returning to the cosmic stream We will hear Jesus continue with his dissertation. The judgment that you know of, that is talked about in the Bible, comes about through your own human opinions, perceptions, point of view, and perspective. The judgment after death is not God's judgment, but the result of your own mental opinions, perspectives, judgments, perceptions, and point of view coming back at you. After the end of the corporal journey on earth, When the body dies, you are released as your mind and spirit and you contain all of your thoughts, opinions, beliefs, perceptions, judgments, perspectives, and points of view. You also contain your character and personality, your memories, and your identity. Your mind is whole and intact. Even your feelings and emotions come with you. If you harbor attachments to the material plane, you will not be able to cross over. You will be chained to the material plane in a place that is closest to the object that holds your mental attachment. Once you release attachment, you will rise to the spirit corridor that separates the corporal world from the spirit world. This corridor is full of magnetic energy that pulls all hostile energy inside, and this is where you are washed clean of all animosity and aggression. But. As this energy may contain memories of aggression, anger, grief, despair, jealousy, envy, revenge, greed, remorse, guilt, or violence, these things will also be played back for you. You will face your own negative mental and emotional baggage, and you will not be able to move on until you have released these things. God does not do this to you. You do this to yourself. You cannot cross over to the spirit plains unless you were washed clean. The longer you stay within your own anguish and hostility, the longer you will be in your self-imposed purgatory. This is why I have been telling you to release your attachment to all hostile negative thoughts and emotions. Make peace with the corporal world so your passing will also be peaceful. Do this while you are alive and you will cross the threshold of death in tranquility and calmness when your flesh life is over. I ask, death strikes fear into a lot of people, and sometimes this is also related to a fear of God. Because of the wrath of God in the Bible, they are taught to fear God. Why is there so much discrepancy in the Bible between the scriptures that present God as peaceful, loving, kind, gentle, and merciful, with self-control and forbearance? And other scriptures that are in direct opposition to these qualities, promoting violence and killing, severing human relationships, telling husbands to leave their wives and children to leave their families, and the greatest discrepancy of all God's original diet for man, which dictates that seed food is man's diet. Yet later, flesh is allowed as the food for man. Jesus says, these things deplete the energy of the godly. Understand, it is the darkness of men that depletes God. God cannot contend with it. Only in God's own plane is God impervious to darkness. But when a spirit is cast as a messenger, and that messenger comes down to the fourth dimension, closest to the earth, in order to speak to a human, the negative energy in that human conduit can drain that spirit messenger. So the messenger must return to God in order to be restored. This is why I have told you, human men control the lower worlds. They took the earth from God through their mental and physical pollution and destruction. They have made all the lower worlds dark. Man is the embodiment of the metaphorical serpent and his destructive attitudes have made the Earth that was once Eden into a metaphorical hell. This is not a new condition. It has been going on for millions of years since the days of Eden. The men of the Earth received the messages of truth and purity, messages of morality. These men of morality and virtue were challenged by humans that did not want to be moral or virtuous. These immoral men wanted God to lower God's standards. They demanded a lower bar to live up to, a code of immorality that suited their dark hearts and dark minds. But God cannot lower God, for God is divine, and divinity is pure and unblemished. There is no human identity in God to have an opinion that man can sway. However, the human messenger is still made of flesh, and he can be corrupted and oft-times He was corrupted. The human messenger gave into man's immoral demands in order to escape the wrath of vengeful men who lived only to hate other men and despise God. And it is these men that were full of hate that took over the earth through their violent and oppressive domination, their lustful, irresponsible procreation, and the programming of their young with their propaganda of lies and hate. Hateful men invented a hateful God so hate could serve hate, and thus it would keep the circle of human hate flowing. And now, million years later, the human world of today is a cesspool filled with these people that hate, and they have raised their own god that is commerce, money, commercialism, and all the materials that bring a profit to their coffers. This is the human god now. It is their god, and the earth is now their human world. And all of their propaganda serves this human God and promotes this human God. So the earth is nothing more than a material possession. And life is nothing more than merchandise. And humans are nothing more than salesmen and slave laborers. And the natural organic earth and all of her creatures are sacrificed in order to serve as man's materials and food. Man is consuming the planet. Morality was taught through the spiritual scriptures that I brought to light in the fruits of the Spirit, in order to feed man a moral mind from which the seeds of moral behavior would be sown. But man could not grasp morality, for the moods of his body led him, and as his body was disorganized, it led his mind to disorganized thinking. Disorganized thinking then became erratic, unstable, Chaotic, impulsive, thoughtless, unrestrained, uncontrolled, untethered, and unhinged. Man's thinking was beyond reason and understanding, and so it was immoral and untamed, and in such a precarious state of imbalance, the mind easily swayed toward violence. It is the same with man's mind today. Man's mind is still immoral and untamed. It is still disorganized erratic unstable chaotic impulsive thoughtless unrestrained uncontrolled untethered and unhinged which is why there is no cessation to his pollution animal slaughter war violence oppression persecution and division if there is no order in the human mind there is no order in human emotions or feelings and so too is there no order Inhuman human behavior. The human mind has strayed from the one mind of the Cosmic Creator that is flawless, peaceful, self-controlled, gentle, kind, loving, joyful, and forbearing. This human mind has been rogue for millions of years. And it is still rogue now. And it is still indifferent to being rogue. There is no evolution in the mind of the human species. They have degraded in mind. Through the degrading immoral thoughts actions inventions beliefs and practices raising a society on lies is not a sign of evolution it is a sign of corruption a society cannot be corrupt if the mind is not corrupt killing cannot be condoned as lawful if the mind is not corrupt and man makes laws to condone killing through the legal acts of hunting, the slaughtering of animals for food and materials, and the violent action allowed by law enforcers and soldiers. These things are not the sign of a mind that has evolved. An evolved mind does not kill. An evolved mind is not violent. An evolved mind is passive. The creator's mind is passive. It is only man's violent mind that invents a violent creator. And then he programs all other men to believe in his imaginary violent creator under the threat of mayhem and death. And this is also not a sign of evolution in the mind. This is a sign of corruption in the mind. I tell you the truth, if you were cold and you needed to buy a coat to keep you warm, you would want sleeves on that coat You would want buttons or a zipper to keep that coat closed. You would want a hood to keep your head warm as well. And if someone tried to sell you a vest with no sleeves, no hood, and no way to button or zip that vest to secure you against the cold, you would think he was not right in the head. By the same token, I tell you man is not right in the head because he has been practicing violence and has turned violence into an industry And as all his people go along with his violent industries, and his violent practices, all his people are also not right in the head. The whole species is not right in the head. You are all missing your sleeves, your buttons, your zippers, and your head coverings. And the earth is freezing, and you do not even see it. This is how sick the human race has become. Rather than make a whole coat with sleeves, a hood and a zipper, you would rather invent different patterns and colors for the vest and believe that you are evolved because you have learned to mask your corruption underneath your art. But you mask nothing. Your world is dying, and you are not living now, nor will you live after the world is dead. As you kill the world, So do you kill yourselves. Breathing polluted air and drinking polluted water is not living. Do you honestly think that by adding dyes and flavorings to your poisoned water and calling it soda pop that you have purified the water? You have further poisoned the water. Do you think by refraining from using pesticides that your vegetation is pure and natural? The soil, the air, and the water are polluted, and your thinking is bad if you do not see this. As long as your world is polluted, everything you eat and drink and breathe is also polluted. And as long as you fill your bodies with pollution, so you are becoming pollution. You pollute your body's coating, and as your coating becomes polluted, so does the coating of your children. Just look at your minds. Your minds are so polluted with toxic thinking, you don't know what is sensible anymore. You lack logic, reason, and rational thinking. You think up is down, and right is left, and wrong is right. You have made your species a blight upon the earth. And rather than be concerned that you are a blight, rather than worrying over the fact that you are all ill, You stick your noses in the air and shake your fists at God and say, We will overcome your intelligence with our stupidity. And since you believe your stupidity is a sign of your intelligence, there really is nothing more to say in the matter. Coming out of the cosmic stream, I wanted to share with listeners what it is to channel Christ. As intelligence lives on, there is life in intelligence, and this life force is embedded in the words that are delivered. Very often I will read a message and Christ will continue the dissertation as if he never stopped speaking, and this is what happened as I was reading the excerpt from the Gospel of the Holy Spirit. As a result, the original dissertation in the book increased by two pages. Another interesting thing about the powers of Jesus Christ is that he told me he's able to know the audience I speak with. That is, he knows the quality of the minds of the people who listen to these broadcasts. This is how much life is held within his mind. You think you just download an episode or listen to the podcast on the website itself, but your thought to do these things is also a living wave and the spirits pick up your waves because they are watching this podcast and from the wave of your thought alone, They know who you are, because every thought wave carries the thinker's information embedded in its wave. I think this is fantastic, and I wanted to share it with you. As I learn about the power of the mind of the spirit, I am caught between amazement and foreboding. There is something wonderful and amazing in the information, but sometimes there is also something sinister, because I see broad perspectives and broad potential. I see both the highs and the lows. While Christ does not pursue you when you choose to download an episode of Cosmic Christ Podcast. He does have his eye on you. I also wanted to talk a little bit about death from another point of view. My own observations of the spirit and the spirit mind that is released from the corporal body after death. I call myself a metaphysical scientist because during my journeys with the spirits, I study the astral planes and the spirits themselves. I study their psychology and their minds. I observe and study their abilities, and I do my study through my empathic senses, which are very high and very strong. Man does not understand empathic sense because he relates everything to himself when he is not the beginning and end of creation, nor is he the sole importance in the vast universe of creation. Empathy is the sense of all Sentience. It is the sense of sight, touch, taste, smell, hearing, feelings, and emotions. And these things apply to all of creation and all universes. Even without the creation of man, sentience exists. And so does the gift and power of empathy, which is the gift to know and experience all sentient life in the network of all creation which is the web of life that extends from the cosmic universe that created life, which is the plane of God to the physical universe that is the end product of cosmic creation. I have made it my life's work to study my own sentience through my own empathic abilities. And it is from this study that I consider myself a metaphysical scientist, though I might also call myself an empathic scientist. A voyeur will take an astral journey for the pleasure in it. They will seek enlightenment or peace and they will reach nirvana or heaven and they will call themselves a master. I'm seeking much more. I am not limited by nirvana or heaven. I am interested in knowing the intricacies of the astral planes themselves not for the purpose of knowing peace, but for the purpose of knowing creation, not the matter result of creation, but the cosmic substance of creation. In order to understand the end of the journey, in order to understand the matter journey, you must have knowledge of the beginning and you must have knowledge of the what and the why and the who. So while the spirits assist me in my scientific endeavors, I insist them in their ministry efforts on earth. As I lived, worked with, and documented my sister's work in the afterlife as a psychic investigator of the paranormal, I have experienced witnessing trapped mental energies that are bound to the earth. And this was the training that led to my desire to seek an education in the other side of life, the astral side of life that was not trapped on earth. I consider myself very fortunate to have Jesus, mother and Enoch to speak with because they are not contemporary. They have the wisdom of being spirits for thousands of years. To me, in my investigative research, that is amazing. I couldn't have better teachers or subjects to explore and study. So I am happy to deliver messages for them and serve their interests while also pursuing my own in our joint endeavor to raise human minds on earth. I have become very fond of the spirits I channel and they are very much a part of me as if they were my own family. And I think of them as my family. And as odd as that may seem, as odd as it may sound, there is a metaphysical reason for it. We are connected in our waves. And now that we are connected, We are one and through our connection, I feel mutual love and admiration, mutual peace and hope, mutual inspiration and encouragement. How could I not love them when they are a part of who I am as a wave? If it seems that I am speaking in a strange language, I will explain the easiest concept to understand is that you live on after death as a ghost. But this is a layman's interpretation. What is a ghost? The answer to this can be complicated to wrap your mind around, unless you see concepts through the intelligence of your senses. A ghost is an energy body. This is easy enough to comprehend, but what is an energy body? An energy body is not actually an energy body at all. That is, an energy body doesn't have a body made of energy. An energy body is actually a wave carrying a million intelligent impressions and impulses that you, the identity and the owner of the wave, and you as the pilot of the wave gathered during your corporal existence on earth. Your wave is so powerful and strong it cannot die. And through its sentient abilities, it can project the image of your human form so anyone with the ability to see your ethereal image will think they are seeing you as you were in life when you wore flesh. This is not only true of a spirit that is trapped on earth. This is also true of the spirits in the afterlife. Even the spirits of Jesus Christ, Mother, and Enoch. They each project the image of their human persona, but they are no longer human, and they no longer wear human forms. They are eternal waves of their human impulses and impressions, and the impressions they discovered through exploring the astral planes in the afterworld. The impressions and the impulses that are embedded in their waves are the essence of their recordings this is what they are which is why they say they have evolved out of their flesh existence to be precise their evolution is not based on the fact that they are waves because all of life is made of waves their evolution is in the evolution of the information they carry in their waves They no longer carry human information in their waves. Their information has evolved to what they are, and now they are cosmic. If the information you hold is information concerning human inventions, then all you are is the sum of your knowledge of human inventions. You are the sum of the information, and that is all you are. If the only information you hold is the information of killing, then all you are is a killer. If the information you hold is information pertaining to all the ways you can cause death, then you are death. If the information you hold is the information concerning cooking, teaching, anything, you are that which you know. At your very essence, you are nothing more than an energy wave carrying what you know and how you feel about what you know and the impression your information made upon you emotionally, physically and psychologically. In order to see this for yourself, you only need to pick apart your own information piece by piece and find out where did the information come from and how did you get attached to it so that you now carry it around with you wherever you go as if you and it are one because you are one with your information all your information whether your information is pleasing or painful and you will remain a part of your information until you let go of your information after the death of your matter shell you the identity and the pilot of your wave will live your information you will be totally dependent on your information and your impulses, because this will be all you are. This will be your world. Just as you experienced the cycles of physical life, you will now experience the cycles of mental life as your information cycles around. All the good recordings and all the bad recordings cycle around, and you will live all of them until you become bored and fall into the deep sleep, or until you release them in favor of better information, if you are able to come up with better information to hold on to. This is how the spirits live, and this is how they have lived for thousands of years. But the spirits of Christ's house reach for higher information because the higher information is cleansing, and it is cleansing because it is gravity-free. So they explore higher realms and higher planes of information that hold no actual substance at all. Just as these higher realms are gravity free, so the information in these higher realms is also gravity free. There are no human thoughts in these higher dimensions, because all human thoughts carry gravity. There are only gravity free sentient impressions in these higher realms, and these sentient impressions are filled with information that only sentient intelligence can perceive analyze and comprehend and holding on to this intelligence raises the spirits to evolved states of knowledge so they are no longer the sum of their heavy gravity-laden human programs they are now evolved into anti-gravity life forms of sophisticated intelligence as evolved anti-gravity beings of sophisticated intelligence They are able to communicate on multiple planes of telepathy. I have experienced this. Telepathy is not a one-dimensional experience. It is actually a multi-dimensional experience. There is telepathy that is accompanied by a sense of a physical presence. Telepathy that is accompanied by the visual appearance of a presence. Telepathy that comes with scent and taste sensations. Telepathy that comes with emotions and feelings and telepathy that comes in loud and clear as if the spirit is right in the room with you. And then there is telepathy that is so quiet and so still without any impression at all that it would not be audible unless you were keenly tuned to your own heightened empathic abilities. Telepathy is not just sharing conversation. It is also sending a wave of emotion out to an intended receiver and that receiver picks up that emotion like a beacon and knows who the sender is and responds to the call. The language of empathy is far greater than human language because human words alone are empty and unable to convey the depth of experience that a single telepathic transmission can convey between two empathic receivers that are connected over one wave. The experience of channeling when it is done with sophistication is an experience of being integrated into multiple layers of sensual intelligence so that all waves of sentient intelligence act as one unit or body of intelligence. This is evolution and I have experienced this firsthand because the spirits have made me a part of their multi-layered sentient intelligence. To take the journey is amazing. To perceive all of this and to sense it is amazing. But again, it is an empathic experience that is gravity free. It is not a mortal experience that is grounded in gravity. The disembodied wave of empathic intelligence carried by a human identity that chooses to evolve its information literally evolves its wave. The powers of the evolved spirit are amazing as the spirits are with me. They tell me about the people I meet and the people who interact with any of the online sites that I have constructed in order to serve Christ's cosmic ministry. Even though these spirits are not on earth, through me and through my sister Mercy, who is also their representative, the spirits of Jesus Christ and members of his house know of all the mortals that come in contact with us or with the work we do for their ministry. Jesus and the members of his house choose to do something more with their eternal existence, which is why they have survived for thousands of years. They seek like minds. They are interested in productive, intelligent mental lives, and this is why they reach out to minds on the earth in order to recruit any intelligence that also might be interested in evolving into cosmic knowledge. And this is also the reason behind the cosmic ministry. As man is in his last phase of existence on planet Earth, the afterworld is his only destination, and they want to know, are you suited for service in eternity as a member of a higher echelon of knowledge, or do you feel better suited to redundancy and the deep sleep? The choice is yours to make. We'll be continuing with our series of channeled messages from Jesus Christ and members of his house when Channeling Christ with Reaver Christ continues with episode 44. I'm Reva Christ. May peace be with you, and thank you for listening.